Namaste, everyone. Welcome to the Charvak Podcast. This is your host, Kushal Mehra. My guest today is Shiv Kunal Verma. Shiv Kunal Ji is an Indian military historian, a documentary filmmaker, and an author of multiple books. But today we're going to talk about his latest book, Life of an Hindustani, Six Degrees of Separation. Uh, Verma Ji, thanks for coming on the podcast. My pleasure, Ji. Bilkul. Thank you for having me here. So, पहले मुझे आपसे ये पूछना था ये नाम लाइफ ऑफ एन हिंदुस्तानी इसके पीछे बताइए क्या ये डिसीजन था ये 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 फंडा क्या बाद में समझेंगे सिक्स डिग्रीज ऑफ सेपरेशन क्या है पहले हिंदुस्तानी क्या वाला नाम क्यों चुना यू नो सबसे बड़ा हिंदुस्तानी नहीं है हिंदुस्तानी है वो चाहे आप देखिए ऐसा है बहुत सारे हिंदुस्तानी है बहुत सारे पाकिस्तानी है बहुत सारे अफगानिस्तानी है खालिस्तानी भी है हमने सोचा हिंदुस्तानी भी मार देते हैं बीच में देखेंगे क्या होता है basically in my view that one word is reflects what the ethos of even the armed forces is which is kind of a political secular um, you be who you are you can be as religious as you like you can do whatever but you know you are and we are all from the indus and the ganjo gangetic indus belt so it made we didn't think too much about it it just sounded right so we went with it but uh, yeah i कई बार ना कोई नाम बैठ जाता है आके और ये बिल्कुल बैठ गया तो हमने उसको ज्यादा सोचा नहीं ज्यादा सोचोगे तो and uh, my own experience in life is that the original title is the one which stays so six degrees of separation because everything in life eventually is connected connection and uh, uh, that's why it, i kind of like that but then six degrees of separation is also a very famous film and uh, i you know usme there would have been a conflict of interest etc so then that is why we actually started looking for a larger more central title and hindustani came and then we wanted to retain six degrees of separation uh so you know without those linkages in life whether they are family or friends or whatever you know you aap kahi bhi jaiye kuch na kuch connection zarur niklega aapse agar thoda main 10 minute aur khod ke hum baat karenge to dekhenge koi na koi hamare vakam nikal aayenge ya kuch na koi who knows you might even be my second or third or fourth cousin <laughs> you know it's kind of crazy okay so your previous work वैसे हम लोग अमृतसर से आई वंडर आप कहा से हो आस पास वही हो जाएगा so aapki <laughs> so your previous books you know obviously 1962 the war that wasn't uh, is is a very well known book uh, uh, that you've written now this book obviously uh this is not a typical uh, autobiography if i was to say it in my these are my views this is not a typical autobiography this is like a i would say a historical account of multiple stories of india shared through your life journey parallelly so in terms of just the writing experience of what 
work you've done in the past in comparison to this book if i was to ask you from just purely from a technical writing perspective which one was easier which one was harder or both are equally easy or both are equally hard well 62 ke baad 65 bhi likhi hui hai western sunrise yeah wo very wo mere hisab se sabse mushkil kitab thi because wo usme bahut sare angle se autobiography to fairly aasan thi because you basically have i just had to make very sure all my facts were right and being a filmmaker and also having the fact the fact that i have fairly detailed notes of that entire period made uh, that fairly easy uh, though of course when you are trying to do a book of that type i didn't particularly want to write the autobiography because i basically feel autobiographies are an ego trip yeah. and ya uh, to it's a wo high putty kismat series mein jo aa jati hai na ki hi agar main ye nahi hota to main ye hota us category mein aati hai ya you are somebody who is like you know tendulkar or rahul dravid or Uh, you know some general we can saying uh, you know people who had been in 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 the limelight and they've got a lot to share which is fine uh i purely though it's an autobiography it's actually as you happen but you said that very aptly the it is actually a contemporary history it's a look at contemporary history and that's the reason i've actually written it that's why i started with the secrets also because it's uh, the book doesn't it does of course what i feel and what i Do, I don't really dwell on that too much. I'm not getting, you know, too much into what the emotional angles of the whole thing were. So, in the it had to be an autobiography because otherwise there's no other way of doing it. Uh, in my view, I mean, I'm sure there are ways of doing it, but this made the maximum sense. And जब एक बारी लिखने लगे तो फिर I was pushed into it by my publishers, and uh, they really went for it, hammer and tong की भैया ये आपने लिखनी है मैंने पहले भी एक लिखी हुई है जो जनरल वीके सिंह की ऑटोबायोग्राफी थी करेज इन कन्वेक्शन विच इज पब्लिश बाय एलप सो आई न्यू व्हाट इट इंटेल्स एंड हाउ मच वर्क हार्ड वर्क इट टेक्स बट इन टू आंसर योर क्वेश्चन वेरी डायरेक्टली बिटवीन 1962-1965 एंड हिंदुस्तानी ईच बुक इज डिफरेंट इट्स लाइक सेइंग कि तीन बच्चे हैं किसकी लेबर पेन ज्यादा थी सभी की एक जैसी ही होती है और जब आप काम कर रहे हो उस पर तब तो इट इट सीन कभी खत्म भी नहीं होगी बट इवेंचुअली All this talk of freedom and liberty, good versus evil, goes out of the window when it comes to themselves. My mother would say of the United States, "It's a genocide. That's what it is." She then explained to me and my sister what the word meant. Her generation, victims of partition, just a quarter of a century earlier, knew exactly what it meant to be displaced and the people butchered all around them. With war now a distinct possibility, every evening, my mother would join. the other wives as they covered their heads and said whatever prayers they could think to keep uh, to uh, of to keep their husbands alive in days to come now this this thing about americans is very interesting i recently had two three podcasts where i did you know in fact one was a complete a complete podcast dedicated to this whole uh, you know global values based liberal order in your years of journalism you know you you are a historian of multiple conflicts in india you have covered many things from as they say right in front of your eyes what do you make of this entire shenanigan that we constantly talk about and especially the americans go about bandying all the time 
Well, I uh, spent a year there because my father was in the U.S. Army during the Fort Benning May. Allied officers course, 1968, 1969. No, so you are fairly impressionable at that age and you see a lot. And uh, I, one of the things which used to strike me was that there was a lot of talk about liberty and freedom and uh, uh, you know, there was all the right kind of slogan, slogans going on. But that was also the height of the Vietnam War. And we were in Fort Benning. And Fort Benning is there, was that time the 101 Airborne Division headquarters also. You know, thousands of helicopters, you could see the bodies being brought back in body bags. So we were right, you know, as you said, it was all unfolding in front of our eyes. And we saw the Americans, you know, every time with their bands and their bodies being brought and salutes and flags. And even in our classrooms, they used to, they were very, the American flag was all over the place. It was, uh, in those days, you couldn't put it in Hindustan. It was a culture shock for us, because we were like, you know, that kind of a thing. Rose to wear a heart, wear a heart, wear a heart, wear a heart, or, you know, star-spangled banner, this, that. So... But at the same time, Vietnam was on. And uh, my dad was, of course, very much part of the, his course was going on. But my mother was always very pragmatic. And, you know, I think she had, her family was originally from Amritsar. Then they had gone to, they were basically in Lahore. And they had had the rough end of it. So I think she empathized a lot with the Vietnamese people. And she used to constantly keep us pretty grounded. She used to actually go bad kick. I mean, she used to, as a nine-year-old, I, I remember telling she telling me, don't always believe what is on the telly. And don't forget they're Western reporters who are reporting to you and stuff like that. In fact, it's interesting because some of those reporters, like Sidney Schamberg, you know, he, he was later with 18 Rajput during the 71 war. And then even when I was very briefly with AP for that two years, I interacted with him. So uh, one actually got to see a lot of this. And one thing as far as the United States is concerned, uh, which I, uh, as a person who's been specializing in geo geopolitics and military history, with the Americans, there's no such thing as a free lunch. I mean, they, whoever's gone to bed with them has got very badly burned. And they have got away with murder time and again. And, you know, uh, uh, what happened in Iraq, what happened in Syria, what happened in Libya. Uh, so when they preach to the rest of the world about this and that, you have to take it not with a pinch of salt, but a whole sack of salt. So that perspective Because unfortunately, all our families now, everybody wants to go to the United States, study there, settle there. So we have, we have an emotional connect. I mean, how many of us have an emotional connect with Russia or with any other country? You know, yeah. it's everybody has family in the US. So, you know, it's a part of the same thing. Even the diaspora works on your brain. But let's not get emotional about these things because eventually, and especially when it comes to India's position in this area, and since I'm also dealing a lot with China, we have to remember, well, ironically, I can only quote President Roosevelt, you have to walk alone, you better carry a huge stick here. And that stick can only be your own. Don't bank on the Yanks. They're not going to help you. Mm. That's true, and and uh, that that's uh, that's actually kind of uh, you know 
the thing uh, they i i forgot uh, you know the, it's the i'm paraphrasing like one of the american leaders had said the uh, or very famous americans had said it's the worst thing you can do is very good be very good friends with the americans <laughs> because that, that's the worst thing you can do because their interests are of a level which uh, i mean they will always do what is what they feel you see what i i have always felt like the way things are during 1962 they they even 62 happened to a certain extent because of cia pushing certain things through malik wo sikkim mein jo unhone tangwang apni ladai thi it all uh, sorry i uh, you know it just created a huge 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 problem for them and uh, for for us even though you two flights which went from kalaikunda um the arms which were given to the chang chang rebels the fact that the dalai lama was brought out by the cia but jab actually ladai shuru hui okay they held your hand but then immediately they were also part of the anglo saxon group where the british started adding their bit ki bhaiya link it to pakistan and then eventually what happened was that they completely shifted base to pakistan actually they were already shifted in 56 when eisenhower came so इनकी जो जियो पोलिटिकल एम्बिशन है वो हमको उस टाइम समझ भी नहीं आ रही थी कॉम्प्रोमाइज बिकॉज Everybody has, I said, has family. किसी की बेटी पढ़ रही, किसी को scholarship दे दिया, किसी को ये कर दिया, किसी को वो कर दिया. तो कोई कुछ बोलना भी नहीं चाहता ना कि कल विदाई नहीं मिलेगा. सीधी बात है. It's like that's the back of everybody's mind. So that's unfortunate, but it's true. All right. So now, can you tell? Watch with the green trousers and Dune School. ये ये वाली कहानी बताओ आप. ये तो. मेरे को जिंदगी भर के लिए ब्रांडेड हो गया था मैं वो ड्यूरिंग द वॉर सेवेंटी आई वेंट टू डून स्कूल सारे कपड़े हैंड भी डाउन होते थे हमको तो Why are you wearing green trousers? I said, my dad. I am very proudly saying, "Brother, my grandfather is a hero of Bangladesh War." He said, "Oh, okay, brother. Your name is a rifleman, Fajdar Singh, or something like that." He said, "Thank you, Faji. It was a big thing. It was a very ingenious brain applied." But in school, we all had nicknames, and I'd much rather be a Faji than a Halwai or a Chiku or a Potato or whatever. So <laughs> there is always a silver lining. In fact, nobody for a long time after I passed out of Dune School, nobody knew my real name. And I was also not using the shift because I had gone to Madras Christian College. So there was Kunal Varma who was running. So whoever I met, I was told, "Ha, who was Kunal Varma? Who was he? We don't know him." 
ha foji yes of course but nobody knew me by my real name including some of my masters so that's how it was yeah but it, yeah i guess schools mein to hum log sab ek dusre ko nickname se hi bulate hain hamare case mein bhi barely okay. anybody it's not, uh, not uh, uh, restricted to school this is true everywhere yeah, yeah. it's a it's a form of a hierarchy jisko aap jitna ganda naam de sakte ho dekhe uske naak ko lagad do zameen pe wohi wohi hota hai that's so true yeah now the, this this particular title stood out to me um in your book you you talk about an article you wrote for the mcc magazine which you called the pseudo society now i love by the way i love the title and the framing of it i want to talk a little bit about it like where did you think about it like what made you call this uh, this entire title to explain what you were writing the pseudo society i want i i want to discuss this because i love the title see i in in mcc when i landed up in uh, two or three things happened one uh, uh kushal was that uh, when you come from an environment like a public school jahan har ek cheez is controlled by ganti ganti bajti hai ab bistar ke bahar aap sochte nahi hai your feet are not out and if you are not hitting the ground you will get a punishment so you run you are constantly running so from that kind of discipline you walk into a college environment when nobody gives a damn yeah tum aao na aao to wahan pe kya hota hai and especially uh, i've noticed this with a lot of public school guys who were mainly from lovedale in this case because they were coming from pamuti and these areas they, when the discipline is removed the freedom leads to a complete breakdown of the individual initially sabke sath hota hai and uh, mcc madras christian college had a very high element of i won't say serious drugs but they were like on you know a lot of pot used to be smoked and it was almost par for course i mean you everybody seemed to be doing it and uh, i was i suppose i would have gone the same way but for the fact that i was also a tennis player and i got very involved in uh, you know whatever mcc's tennis uh, scenario was and i st- i used to smoke cigarettes but that was it and i used to smoke quite a lot of cigarettes but even those used to harm me because i before every match i would tell my team i should at four days before they stop smoking and you could actually tell the difference because you see when you're playing in, in the heat of tamil nadu etc it's The, the toll on the body used to be very, very strong, and even knowing all that, you still go back after the match start, light up again, etc. I also felt that a lot of the guys were getting into drugs, and they were, it was kind of, you know, it it just it it became a kind of a peer peer pressure kind of a thing, and it was, and the the more they were into it, the guys who were more heavily into it, they had a kind of a cult image around them, and it was all such such pseudo nonsense. I mean, it was not funny. So that article was actually written literally off the cuff. Uh, I wasn't thinking too much about it. I just wrote it down. It's a bit, and then it just carried on. Yeah. So I, I, I think you know, pseudo society. So uh, it just it wasn't. It was the title may have been off the cuff, but the, the the thought behind it certainly wasn't. I felt there was a lot of uh, such good talent. You know, I mean, you know, these guys were some of them were so bloody good, and it was such a waste to see them just. waste all that time just doing this kind of a thing i i have always felt that and i even now i'm quite involved with velum boys and i have quite a lot to do because of this military history seminars which we run every year i keep telling every child i say look 5 6 saal jo aapko mil rahe hai na ye institution hai notes those ko take what you can out of it 
you're not just going there to bloody gaze vacantly into the sky and waste your father's money and and you know become a great hero because you can smoke this or you can buy that or do this and it's not worth it get every 60 seconds of distance run you're wasting baad mein pashtaoge ya apna school life dekh lo ye bhi karna chahiye tha wo bhi karna chahiye tha wo sab past tense mein na wo opportunity phir thodi na aayegi True, true, true. Now I want to talk about this and I'm going to read the entire page from Nepal and Ladakh, India Today and AP. Um, I'm going to read this because this really, uh, I'm obsessed with Operation Blue Star and everything that has happened in Punjab because of multiple reasons. Operation Blue Star was a botched up exercise in planning right from the word go. And one man was responsible for the entire fiasco. Two days previously, Major Later, General Vijay Kumar Singh had accompanied his immediate boss, the Director General Military Operation DGMO, Lieutenant General C.M. Somanna, and the Chief of Army Staff, General Arun Sridhar Vedya, to Indira Gandhi's residence. The situation in Punjab was critical, but both the senior officers was clear, were clear. A frontal attack on the Golden Temple complex by the Indian Army was out of the question. Just then driving in from Chandigarh, obviously at the Prime Minister's direct invitation, the Western Army Commander Lieutenant General Sundarji had arrived and other than throwing the mandatory salute to acknowledge the Army Chief had blatantly taken a stance contrary to that of his own boss and the DGMO and told Indira Gandhi he would clear up the complex in a few hours if she ordered. The moment General Sundarji decided to pull the carpet from under the COS's feet, Military logic had been compromised and each subsequent discussion, a decision was then guided by political rather than military compulsions. I want to spend some time about this. Let us talk about Blue Star. This is quite a, I would say, a startling statement to make uh, about an operation that has, if you are a Punjabi, I mean, Punjabi, you will not have one family who has not suffered the brutality of uh, pre-84 or post-84. So let us talk about this. So can you share the entire history of Blue Star with us now? Th- because this really moved me when I was reading your book. See, um, there were two other elements to this. I was uh, that time my father was also the brigadum in 11 Corps, which was in Jalandhar. And uh, he was sitting right there. And 11 Corps uh, has three divisions, as you probably know. 15 Division, which is based in Amritsar. So then there's uh, 7 Division, which is near Paris, 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 and uh, Ye pura sector in Kandaratata and Brigadam means he was in charge of logistics and everything, etc. Uh, that is the time I was still with India today, and I had been into the Golden Temple. Mainly it used to be handled by Shekhar Gupta, but for, for India today. But Ekdobari may Gayathander or Ekdin may as he suddenly came face to face with Mr. Binderwale. And uh, he had done that little thing of pulling out a pistol and you know putting it in my mouth and tuck, tuck. Oh, we used to do that. You knew it's not loaded. Nobody's going to shoot you in an open area. So, and then when you stand up to that, there was a lot of, you know, usual. Later, when I was with AP, I was covering Punjab and there was a, I knew most of these guys pretty well. Yeah. They were youngsters. 
they were not particularly driven by any major religious ideology or anything. It was just the power of the gun and you know having all this. It was okay, whatever the that aspect was. Now for a month or so, I was away in Assam, and uh, just when I came back to Calcutta, there was a lot of noise. Ki spate of phone calls. In those days, we didn't have cell phones or anything. Getting through was quite a job. So I was out in Assam, uh, and uh, when I came back, I was told that you have to come to get to Chandigarh as soon as possible. This is the beginning of uh, June. Uh, so the body barish ho rahi thi. It was three, four feet pani tha. Loudon Street me the. Ham Calcutta me. I was uh, there staying with Bush Datta. His daughter Brinda. She got me to the airport. How she got me to the airport is another story. They, they, we couldn't even see the road yet. So much water. They landed the A three hundred because. The Indian Airlines had been told to get me there. I got to Delhi. I got into um, Chandigarh. I had this very, very brief meeting with General Sundarji, um, where I was really left wondering why he called me. And I told him, I said, "Sir, itni saare hathiyar hain, ye hai, ye hai." But he didn't want to hear that. And the impression I got was that here was a man who was simply thinking, "Ye ham bas wahan pahunch jayenge, sab haath upar karke aayenge baar." And if you look at the way the operation subsequently unfolded, that is exactly that that credence is. I mean, that is a General Bulbul Barar who was commanding Nine uh, Division, which came from Meerut and conducted the operation. The level of intelligence he had, he himself has documented it. He said, "Mujhe kuch nahi malum tha. They didn't even know ki usin itne saare pilgrims andar honge ya hoga. You know, so basic basic information was missing, and without intelligence, how the hell can you go in?" This particular quoting of what happened in uh, the Prime Minister's residence, because I've written General Vikas' autobiography, I was privy to this particular bit of information as to what had happened. So the, in the entire book, if there is one thing which I've taken where I was not personally present, it is this. But because I, in fact, I was acknowledging this day before yesterday when when we had the general with us. So I was also aware of the background over there. Uh, General Sundarji was a very uh, dynamic personality, and he was awfully good to me. I mean, I had a lot to do with him later on that wildlife thing also, and he was also from Madras Christian College, so we had that little bond. But he was always uh, too much of a he was in too much of a hurry. He was full of bluster, and if you said something which he didn't agree with, he would immediately switch you out, tuck. So. You know, and when you get to that level of when you reach that point in in the hierarchy, and people realize that if you have to say something, then you will not be relevant. You will be on the side. Then they will call you. That's another form of mismanagement, you know. And that is exactly what happened. And when he came in and he told Mrs. Gandhi, "I can do this in five hours. I mean, you know, two hours. I will clean it up." Now, firstly, the Prime Minister made the biggest mistake. Her father had done that. He had taken general call. And placed him in a position where he kind of superseded both the thinking of Bogisian and General Thapar. So you created a. So this is she may have done certain things right in seventy one, but in nineteen eighty four she's made exactly the same mistake. She's circumvented the hierarchy. The moment you circumvent the hierarchy, by DGM or Bevkuf, not here. He's telling you that, ma'am, a frontal assault is not possible. General Somana was a Gurgi officer. He, he, he himself, you know, all these guys know their job, He's, and they are talking not as individuals. They're talking because they've done an institutional look at the the problem, and they are telling you that the DGM is not 
सोमाना हु स्पीकिंग इज द डीजीएमओ हु स्पीकिंग सो यू हैव टू गिव हिम वेट उसको आप एकदम साइड में कर दो अरुण वैद्य वाज अ डबल एमबीसी इज फ्रॉम द डेकन हॉस ही फॉट ही गॉट अ महावीर चक्र इन 65 और महावीर चक्र इन 71 ही इज योर चीफ ऑफ आर्मी स्टाफ उसको आप साइड कर रहे हैं क्योंकि जनरल सुंदर जी आके जनरल सुंदर जी हो गए फ्लैम बॉयंट के बोलने का स्टाइल ये वो उन्होंने उड़ा दिया उसको और उसका प्राइस आई फील वी पेड वेरी वेरी हैवी प्राइस एंड इनफैक्ट यू नो बीइंग फ्रॉम अ सिख फैमिली माइसेल्फ आई मीन यू नो द पेन द हॉरर ऑफ व्हाट एक्चुअली हैपेंड इट्स सो अलाइव इट डजंट रियली इवन टाइम डजंट रियली फेड इट यू आर राइट ऑल फैमिलीज ऑफ आवर्स हैव बीन इंपैक्टेड एंड इट्स अ क्रेडिट टू द कम्युनिटी दैट we have picked up the pieces and tried to carry on yeah which is why uh, i get very worried about you know every time something happens in punjab is because jinhone wo storyan nahi suni hui hai even see i was born and raised in mumbai my father was born and raised in mumbai but you have family in punjab the bond doesn't go you still have family in punjab you have people living in punjab and the horror stories you hear of uh, 70s 80s and 90s i mean another thing that bothers me about punjabi culture i don't know if you will agree with me is that the uniqueness of punjabi culture and this is i'm saying in a bad way is that punjabi culture is obsessed with formachismo it is it is a bimari of the entire punjabi culture i'm not talking about sikh or hindu just punjabiyat in general mm-hmm. it is it is laced with formachismo and uh, whether it was what what pindranwale did or uh, whether it it is with a lot of young kids that i see in canada and their influence in in india it is uh, it has a lot to do with this rotten culture of formachismo which is uh, indicated through which is the worst form of music uh, in terms of lyrics i mean rap and hip hop are amazing but uh, punjabi rap and hip hop are disgusting from a lyrical perspective and and it 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 it's just an overall degradation i don't expect people to agree with me but i have uh, seen former cheese more destroying punjabiyat to be very honest you got a point you got a point and uh, in any case hum to us generation ke hain jahan pe jis gali mein tera ghar na ho balna wale lyrics were leading the thing i think we all been romantic when you come to hip hop and you come to रैप शैप तो आपको तो कोई वैसी समझ नहीं आता कि ये बोल क्या रहे हैं स्टोरी was never comfortable with the environment beginning of july india today carried another story on the blue star action and though it may have been a coincidence much of what i had said in my report was now a part of shekhar's second version upset and angry i headed for the roof to smoke a cigarette but had instant stumbled upon pramod pushkarn duplicating my negatives 
particularly the shot of Bindranwale's body. When I asked him what he was doing, he had simply shrugged and said, don't blame me, I'm just following orders. Jara, iske upar light dale, sir. Dekho, Shekhar, mera dost hota tha. Hota hai, tatha, abhi bhi hai. Abhi, whether he, after the book comes out, if he still considers me his friend is a different <laughs> matter, but... I hope you guys stay friends. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm... Uh, look, professionally, there are certain things which... Uh, he was... In India today, he was far senior to me at that time because I had just come from Tiger Top. So I got a kind of a backdoor entry thanks to my, uh, you know, Suman Dubey and Arun Puri thinking that the kind of work I had done in Ladakh, etc. would give a different perspective to things. So my area was a different, tha, but I was, he was the kingpin as far as defense matters were concerned, etc. So he had the run of the thing. But what had happened was that when I came back from Amritsar after the Blue Star thing, I knew the casualty figures because my dad was brigade. I mean, I'm not sure. For me, you have dead bodies. You You can do a lot of things in the armed forces, but you can't hide casualties in the Indian scenario. We are not China and stuff like that. So, I was told that 89 or 93, which figures were so, when I came back, I told of course, filed my report also. time, Dilip Bob was a senior correspondent. He was a fixed line of fire. But later, they carried Shekhar's story. That was rather dramatic. It even had artillery guns firing from Jalliawala Bath. If General Dyer couldn't get into with his armored cars, artillery guns were also not going to get in. But nobody thought of that. And that that story did well. That time India Today used to be a, a bi-monthly. Uh, we had two, fortnightly. And then they carried, I think there was a cover where they had that Kar Seva ka, the rebuilding of the Akhal Tak. And most of the information of what I had said was being repeated. I don't now remember whether it was exactly paraphrased or not. I'm not saying that it was a lift-off, but uh, I, I felt very peeved about it. Bindarwale's body, there was only one shot which I had got hold of. One army officer had shared it with me and I had it with me. So I had taken a shot off a shot. So I had a negative develop. And when uh, I Pramod was a, also a very good friend. Yeah, who, um, the first story I did in the Gurukul Kangri was with him. So when I was up, cigarette was there. So there, Guruji was taking a negative shot. So I said, what are you doing? So that was a little bit that is uh, history now. But uh, it left me. I came back and I actually put in my resignation after that. That I don't want to work here. I also made some mistakes at that time, I suppose. We were all young, yeah. We were 23 years old. Uh, the world's responsibilities seem to be on your shoulders at that time. Especially when you go through something like uh, uh, the events around Blue Star, etc. And what used to constantly play in my head was how unnecessary, how unnecessary, how unnecessary. And there was an incident, you know, I don't think I've talked about it in the book. Immediately, all the jatha started to form up and started to close in on Amritsar. In fact, I believe the dust was so much that you could see it for miles. And uh, there was, there was hearsay, so I don't think I've included it in the books. They put 
one helicopter, one army aviation helicopter landed in front of one of these jathas. And this guy got out of the helicopter, the colonel, and he uh, immediately picked up the ring leaders. helicopter And they took them around and they circled the thing. From the air, you could make out that the Harbinder Saab was intact, which it was. It had taken a few bullets, etc. But by and large, the Harbinder Saab was not damaged at all. Kaltakte, uh, everything was rubble. So, Harbinder Saab and they drop them back. Now imagine landing a helicopter with that kind of sentiment in front of a mob of millions. These guys could have been lynched. I think they should have got Paramvir Chakra, so I had the guts to do a thing like that. And when the leaders saw what had happened, they landed and then they told the people, Arminder Sahib is okay, go home. So those mobs went off. And then they picked up the other Jathas and the other guys and they kept flying them around and showing them the whole thing. A lot of very, very... Uh, it's a very tragic time of our lives, yeah. 84. Uh, what happened in Punjab? I mean, it should never, never, never happen again. It's the heart of India, yeah. It's a, and why, why just Punjab? Any part of India, you cannot, you cannot have something like this ever happen again. That's one of the reasons I have documented whatever I saw and whatever I do. Yeah. Now, now, you also talk about this incident. I'm reading the excerpt. I want you to explain the carnage after that in Delhi and many other areas also. You say, courage under fire is one thing, but the group of Nirankaris was stoic in their reaction, looking straight in front and walking purposefully. Stones and broken bricks were hitting them on the head and bodies. And some of them were splattered in blood, but not one man broke ranks or tried to run. I believe it was their dignity that saved them. Had one person tried to run away or even fallen for that matter, the mob would have been on them and they would have been lynched. The group turned it to Willingdon Crescent, uh, later Mother Teresa Road, and thankfully, the hail of stones died down. What was this about? Firstly, I think I made a mistake here in the book because uh, this extract had been published uh, three days ago and somebody on uh, Twitter pointed out to me that they couldn't have been Nirankaris because they were wearing blue turbans. Mm. Um, so they were probably Khalsas. But uh, mm-hmm. I one presumed uh, they were, uh, I don't remember why we thought they were Nirankaris, but this, I've, I'm probably wrong. I'm not sure. So, because they definitely had blue turbans. Now, what had happened was, I was actually standing, I just reached Raj, uh, Rajiv Gandhi, I'd kind of gone across, Mrs. Gandhi's body was in state, on a platform like that. So, I'm so sorry, when, when this, this group reached the courtyard, the, 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 the uh, veranda-like thing, where uh, body there, and the crowd was filing past from there, and the dignitaries were going like this. And suddenly these cries, yeah, and you know, they started to actually attack these people in the porch itself. So Rajiv, he just waded into the crowd. I still remember those words. And uh, he managed to calm things down there in the porch, but then these people had to walk. Now, if you have three murti, it's about 200 meters till the main gate. And then there were they were watching them. And there were about 14, 15, maybe 20 of them. I don't remember the exact number. And I was like walking behind them now. And I had a friend of mine with me, Leslie. And he had given me the camera. I was trying to take some shots. But as we came out of the gate, into that Teen Murti roundabout, 
the hail of stones started. Bricks and stones and whatever. You know, you almost, I mean, it was like, film dekhi hai, 300 Spartans, there was sari arrows aati It was like that. And they were getting hit on the head, they were getting hit on the arm. But they maintained their dignity. And I tell you, suddenly those white kurtas were getting blotches of red. And, but they carried on. Billington Crescent ki taraf se hote be, ho, 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 se nikhil gai. Shukar hai. Aur agar ek banda bhi girta na, ye pura crowd bilkul surge karke unko maar deta ho. I mean, the lynching was becoming a, was the order of the day in those days. It was pathetic. And my respect for those guys was like, you know, look at these chaps. It was, it was a, you can't help but um, admire that kind of stoic. And they came, they came to pay their respects to Mrs. Gandhi's body as a group, knowing fully well that they can possibly get lynched, yet they came. Hmm. So there were a lot of incidents like this, yeah. And uh, what shocked me most during that period was that was that interaction, of course, with General Jamwal, because I had the list. I was Rajiv Gandhi went and made that amazing statement later, even a giant tree falls. Big tree falls. So, I think a real dark chapter of our lives and hopefully something like that will never happen again. But human beings being human beings and how, how ridiculously easily we get manipulated each other. Not necessarily, I mean, dead whole rats, whether they are in Ahmedabad, whether they are Hindu-Muslim rats, whether they are Sikh riots. I've also covered Hindu-Muslim riots in Ahmedabad. It's, it's just inane. Yeah. It's inane. People just, it's almost like they take their brains out and put it aside and start behaving like, uh, I won't use the word animals. Animals will never do a thing like that. It is almost a kind of, a, it's an insult here. Yeah. We've been put on this planet. We've been given the very uh, wonderful, bloody opportunity to do something. We are just seem hell-bent on, on turn on each other and Keep going at it. Can, can you tell us? Can you tell us a little bit about BB Bimalkor? I was a little taken aback, you know, because I uh, she was she was the widow of uh, Bayan Singh, and she was raising the women's commando force. So so was the so I was told. I wasn't told too much. I was just told that you go with and you We'll have you picked up. Or Jovi will go Milayaga with the photo letter. So, and she had mysteriously disappeared after Pensing had been killed. And she was a nurse or something. And she had two, three children. So she was obviously under arrest in some place. And then she mysteriously appears and then she's to raise this women's commando first. And then I've, I've documented how I was taken there, my own car switched over. Drivers were both wearing brown shoes, which was very indicative that they are obviously intelligence operators, whatever. Koi khalsa driver ya koi bhi aapko brown jute ni milega in Punjab So that was obvious. She was very quiet. She never, she didn't say too much. 
considering the fact that I was cheek by jowl with her for four days, 24 hours. So even, you know, we used to sleep under the same char- uh, mango tree outside the car. And I don't want to but not a single woman came to see her. And she was raising a women's commando force. All these youngsters would come. So I used to tell them, I used to say, okay, you're standing in the line, you have to take a photo, you have to give IV. So I used to give them a photo of my hands, and I used to take a photo of AK-47, and I used to take a photo of them. I used to tell them, I used to say, so it would be dead meat. But uh, that's how it is, yeah. That was a very... That's why, I, you know, there's so much of cross-currents. You don't know what the hell is going on. You're working for AP, but AP has also got some angle in this. But they were obviously... They were getting information from certain people. They were, it was a kind of a quid pro quo. They must have been, you know, so you're too junior and operative when you're told to do a job like that, you do it. But it sticks in your mind, yeah. Yeah, it does. And an unfortunate uh, reality of our of our life is that uh, that uh, we we tend to only have the memories left and we can only post hoc analyze the impact of all these things. But yeah, why I spend so much time like I I'm I'm obviously I'm, I'm I am emotionally and uh, ethnically invested in this entire thing and you know whatever happened in Punjab I hope it never happens again and every time I see some things on on TV even now you know sometimes I I I recently I'm not gonna take names here but I told one of my friends who is affiliated with the current dispensation in Punjab and I messaged him. I was like, Aak se khel rahe ho. Mat khelo. Aak se khel rahe ho. Mat khelo. Ek baari wo jini botal se nikal jata hai na, usko pher koi wapis nahi dal sakta. Nikalna asaan hai. Kya? Or pher wapis nahi dal sakta hai. Aap hoi, hoi pher ki tal kaatne hai, baitho to kaat do, pher usko pher pher wapis grow nahi kar sakta na. Unless you go right back to the seeds and the root here. Hmm. And it is not just Punjab, yeah. You are right. I mean, you know, I I've seen this happen in various parts of the country. And every time you we all bleed the same, yeah. The blood is red. So before uh, I have two more questions now. Now you talk in a lot of detail about uh, the army coup story and the general VK Singh uh, age. The army coup story, again, Shekhar is involved there uh, uh, in the army coup story again. But I want to focus more on the General VK Singh saga. Like, what the hell happened there? I mean, I was reading your book. I was like, how can something like this happen? Like, I don't understand how can this happen? Very good question. I don't think General VK Singh ever understood how something like that happened. And I think half the country didn't understand what happened. What the hell? I mean, it was not the issue of age. It was what they But uh, General J.J. Singh has a And everybody, I have documented it. I told you, I mean, it's my story. The way I saw it, I put it there. I, he, I mind you, I had a lot to do with him also. I know him very well. We even played golf with him a few times. And... Uh, He's very affectionate every time he meets me. There are many people who were affectionate and met me. When they met me, they will be afraid of me. That's the other thing. But General VK's story was exactly the kind of thing that should never happen. 
I mean, here and a whole establishment turns on a man for no rhyme or reason. Uh, till he became a lieutenant general, you didn't have a problem. You suddenly, because you now needed to curtail his age from uh, his, his tenure from three years to two years, because you wanted certain people to succeed him, you go into all these machinations. And then what did you expect him to do? Oh, uh, in fact, even the Supreme Court has asked him that question. Ki, General Saab, you to pinnacle, pe aage ho, ab aapko aur kya Wahan pe aap ghar ho kya? That's what I think uh, the Chief Justice said to him, which I think is a ridiculous statement. And in fact, later Mr. Devasayam, who was an IAS officer who later uh, was in, initially in the army, and he's one of the ma- major social activists in the South. He and I, we actually moved the Supreme Court and we went back to them and we said, listen, institutional integrity, you cannot do this for God's sake. At that time, Shekhar Gupta Ji wrote a whole article in national interest in how we guys are being communal. Why? Because we are saying that uh, uh, the whole thing is being manipulated and since uh, Dr. Manmohan Singh, the Prime Minister, the Honorable Prime Minister, uh, General J.J. Singh and the incoming chief of all Sikhs, we are being communal. Therefore, throw it out. That was the whole just, uh, gist of the article. Shekhar Kutwama Gupta bolte nahi hai. He is now known as Shekhar Gupta as far as we are concerned. And I think that name has really stuck just as Fauji stuck in my case. Uska naam ab Gupta ji ho gaya. I went to Shekhar. Yeah. I, Shekhar being a friend, I went to him. I went to his office. And bade piyar se mila. Aur haat pakad ke se. Teen ghante mein ko maha pe sab se mila. Ya manu pa bhi se milo. Ritu se milo. Sabo janta tha in loong ko. Phir bhi. He took me around the office. He said, Shekhar, what are you doing? Have you lost it? So I said, he started saying, you know, I am the head of a newspaper. I am not a company. He yeah, actually talking nonsense. And uh, he, he, the, he said it to me. He said, I was invited by the general for breakfast. He called some Hindi newspaper editor. My status is on that level. I said, have you gone completely loco? You are, you are attacking an entire institution. What are you doing? Then, then I said, you get into my gadi. I had my Scorpio with me. I said, please do something about it because you are doing so much damage. I mean, I drove to Army House. I told General. And General VK got damn angry with me. He said, why did you go to him? Because he will see it as a sign of weakness. I said, sir, I thought it's the, you know, he, he's, if I pointed out to him, maybe he'll see what, what, what the logic is. But obviously the stakes were higher. Yeah? There were there were people behind him. We now know that Mr. Chidambaram has virtually dictated this story to, to our man Shekhar. And he's carried it. Any time, Kaushal, even right now while we are talking, there are bound to be troop movement around Delhi. Yeah? you are you are actually for the short term benefits or whatever you want to achieve and embarrass a particular individual you are questioning the institutional integrity of the whole nation out here your entire the most important uh, wing of the of, of governance which is the armed forces you are suddenly putting it out there for 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 what i mean kuch to kuch to yaar socho 
तभी मैं गया उसके पास मैंने कहा यार अभी भी आजा अभी भी बात कर ले यार सोलो योर ब्लडी ईगो इशू अ स्टेटमेंट सेइंग यू मेड अ ब्लडी मिस्टेक बट आई एम लिविंग इन अ फूल्स वर्ल्ड ना कौन बोला के बोलेगा कि हां जी मैंने गलती की व्हाट्स द डिफरेंस यार बिटवीन शेखर्स कू स्टोरी एंड दैट जर्नलिस्ट दिलीप नो मोर व्हाट ब्लेसेस सो हु रोट अबाउट वाइल्ड डॉग्स फ्रॉम काना कमिंग एंड ईटिंग डेड बॉडीज इन भोपाल यू आर लुकिंग सिंपली टू sensationalize and put that empty on and a guy like shekhar who otherwise is a very sensible and you know he 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 is respected i mean you know he he had well he was respected at one stage he had everything on a plate i mean he is a long standing editor of indian express courage journalism of courage theek hai but then they attacked when i after this i got attacked by them on two three occasions on one occasion Ritu Sarin rings me up from. Uh, she wanted to talk to Jamal Vikki. I said, "Look, I am not his broker. You have directly talked to him. He has his number. You have to take it." So she three or four times called me. I told her to go climb a tree. So the next day she puts it on the front page that Kunal Verma told me to, you know, climb a tree. I didn't obviously say climb a tree. I said something worse. But the fact it was there. Who be red ink? Me wrote it on there. I mean, you want to use the press just because you got unlimited ink as a weapon? Well. बुक ऑथर and who has dabbled in multiple genres in book authorship too which one is the toughest because you've gone in wildlife filmmaking and many other things like that too you made those kinds of documentaries too so which which one was a the most enjoyable and b the toughest enjoyable all i have always had a ball whatever i've done i've had great fun um filmmaking was well it probably was a different kind of a thing altogether i mean when we shot the first air force film for example um there were no precedents here how do we shoot how do we get cameras into cockpits that time we were talking about 16 mm yeah. nothing to do with video when i shot a car show that in kargil wo we were video we could see what we are doing but here i remember uh, air marshal natkarni was the acs ops and ministry of defense said that he has to convince you that he can eject in case there is a problem and we drove to hinden and wahan pe gaye aur main baitha i strapped into a mig 23 and i sort of said ki sir in case i get the eject call i will unplug this battery battery zone dino mein itni badi badi hoti thi 10 kilo ki and i will throw the battery out i will do this i will do this and then i will eject and uh, he just smiled and he sort of smiled, wrote on that paper approved and all that and then we were driving back and he told me is kunal do you realize that if you have an emergency in a cockpit you are not getting out buddy so i said i know that sir so eventually i flew with 66 cameras because we malum tha ki koi gadbad ho gayi ab le nikalna to hai nahi but hamare paas options bhi nahi the na we weren't we didn't have the kind of resources like shooting top gun in hollywood or something and yet we were trying to make a movie which was a documentary which was like that we had a great time and uh, each film has, has its own challenges film making but the film that i really enjoyed making was the india film the standard bearers which even today is considered to be a benchmark film uske baad ima pe bhi banayi thi fir lca pe bhi banayi thi kafi sare i mean once had a great time here with the army air force navy kargil war was itself a, 
quite a quite an experience. But when you are writing a book, it's a completely different ballgame. Um, a, a book has its own life. You once it's on your t- the day it goes to the publisher, it's got printed and it's gone. It's like a child leaving for college and then it's gone. I mean, you don't know where the hell it's going. It's going to create its own mistake. Um, you also obviously don't keep sitting and reading your own book, whereas at least your films, you do keep seeing snippets and stuff like that, you know, in various things. But uh, what is more satisfying in the ultimate analysis? Uh, they're both different. Again, it's like having different kids, uh, which is the one that you favor over the other is a different story. Each one is very, very special. If it wasn't, it's not worth doing. Well, that that that's a fair answer. But uh, okay, so so what next? Ab iske baad kya? Abhi we bought sari cheeze muri hain. Abhi we are working on value education. We are taking the three northeast books, and we've got three on South India, and there are four on uh, wildlife, which is north and east, central and west, the southern peninsula, and the fourth wildlife book is the most exciting, which is the continental shells and the islands. And uh, then we have a eleventh book, which is on the Trans Himalayan region, and the twelfth is on uh, illustrated military history. Now, this whole body of work as value education, we are now trying to put it out there for schools, universities, colleges, etc., um, to sign up for, and under the banner that taking India to Indians, and we are wanting this to be sort of added, not as a part of the curriculum, but as a kind of a limpet mine which you are attaching to the whole thing, and. These are not encyclopedias, but they are actually a lot of work. They have some. They are, they are, I'm saying it myself. They are outstanding books. They act as windows. We want to actually impact the educational system in India, which I think we will. We are already working with certain. Uh, there's one district which is uh, in Tamil Nadu, which is likely to now become a pilot district. A lot of universities are showing a lot of interest in it. A lot of schools are showing a lot of interest in it. And it is something which we are going to do. So it is taking up a lot of time and effort. Um, and as I said, Hindustani, uh, once it's left your desk, it's gone. Now your focus is on the on the next thing. So at the moment, there are a total. There's another book coming out on Kashmir, which is real politics, which I'm writing with uh, Colonel Ajay Raina, which will be out shortly. Wildlife short stories being so they're different genres also which keep me at least alive because when I get fed up of writing one kind of a book my idea of relaxation is switch from that go work on wildlife for a while and then come back and you feel quite refreshed so yeah I've got about 17 books at the moment under production so uh, some of them are, are re- rewrites some of them are being revamped and redesigned but yeah it's a lot of work yeah I don't know how many days I don't know how my days are going so fast. It's it's. I just keep trying to slow time down. That's it. That that's a good thing. It's always good to have work, uh, Mr. Verma. Once again, uh, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. It was a lot of fun uh, chatting with you, and I wish you all the best for all your future endeavors. Thank you very much, Kushal, for having me on your podcast, and uh, uh, look forward to interacting with you even off. The, this this platform. Thank you very much and thank you again for having me. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys, we'll wrap today's discussion up. Once again, if, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening to this on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Audible, wherever you listen to it, in the description of the podcast, you'll see 
Mr. Vama's Twitter handle. You can follow him on social media. And also, I'll leave the link to buy the book. So please go and buy the book. Not just this book. You can buy his 62 book, 65 book. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know the drill. Please subscribe to the Chatbook Podcast YouTube channel. If you are an audio listener, please leave a rating on iTunes, on Spotify. You know, the more you leave a rating and um, do these things, the more the podcast gets distributed. That's how social media works. And if you want to become a member of the podcast, please become a member on YouTube or Fanmo or Patreon, or you can buy the merch on kushalmera.com or send your donations directly through UPI2. I'll see you guys next time. Until then, namaste. Take care. Bye-bye.